it, it seems to me. So I, I, I also want want to be clear because maybe I, I wasn't catching, but I think I, I I'm I'm now catching which, where you're going. You're talking about so Iris Marion Young is making this argument of how how it's important to understand you know structural injustice in this frame, and clearly it's not only about analysis. You know she she has this you know um, almost strange coda on Nietzsche and resentment, and you know how you know the worry of you know, using an interactional frame tends to increase your know, notions of blame, resentment, anger, and frustration. And so it would seem as if perhaps one might think that her audience is a well-situated middle-class person and you know, the, the problem is you know, how do we get them on board? How right. do we, you know, prevent the sort of fraying of social bonds that yeah. are necessary for her social um, connections model to get off the ground? If it is the case, and she does say this later in the book, that some of these problems can only be discharged by collective action. That if you're talking about structural injustice, you're not talking about changing the habits of individuals, though you're not not talking about that. You're saying that this can only be, you know, um, remedied through um, some sort of a collective action. So you need to solve a collective action problem. Mm-hmm. And your question is, you know, if that is her, her audience, you know, one might say, OK, so now we see that our actions contribute to structural injustice. But is that enough to get you um, over the line on the terms of her own argument to accepting mm-hmm. the social connection model, which would mean that you are motivated and impelled to organize against the basic rules and norms that, you know, in some way are in your interest. Is, is that where your, your, your question is going? Because... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it is like, I think about this a lot. I was actually thinking about something along the lines while I was reading this. And so here's my type of response to this. I think sometimes it is worth just getting the philosophical argument out, even if we are not sure of what kind of practical effects it will have. And so, you know, it seems to me something along the lines of, you know, it it is important to have this sort of viewpoint of this is the language we use to talk about this, even if the end goal of a book isn't to, you know, convince you millions and millions of your well-situated middle-class people to now feel the affect of moral harm and decide now is the time to uproot their lives. And maybe now this is helping me actually understand more clearly what you were saying in the very beginning of importing the language of moral harm. And this links up to maybe some of the Gil mm. was saying is that if you know some of the work is you know the affect of analysis of showing you no here is a harm don't worry you're not liable. <laughs> but you're still responsible, and that's supposed to you know reconstruct some <laughs> structure of motivation to uh, engage in in mass politics. And it seems to me you're saying historically, it's just not worked that way. Yeah, it's it's a question about the model of social change. It's not. I, yeah, so that's I think right. But my my I don't want to make it sound like what I'm saying is that the point of fil- all philosophical work is just it should all just be judged by basically. The it's does it produce revolution or yeah. do we throw does it away? It produce yeah. revolution yeah. or not? Right? Because then because we're, we're all useless. Know, like, we're all useless. And every, basically, everything only I'm Marx got exactly. <laughs> yeah, Marx bit and Locke. Okay. I just got to throw my work on Marx Hobbes in the garbage. And it's not. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. So. It's no, it, it, but it is a more specifically a question about yeah. the model of social change that that yeah. she has in view in terms of this assumption of responsibility, political. Well, responsibility. maybe I could like I think I I like your question a lot actually. Now that I'm seeing it in more concrete detail, maybe one way of answering the question on Young's behalf would be like a much more negative or minimalist sort of aspiration, saying something like, "Yeah, you know, 
I mean, it is an explicit consequence of this sort of model that she builds that like, yes, like people like she says this specifically in the article article that I teach uh, responsibility and global labor justice, which is about sweatshops and basically of our, you know, we in the global north advanced capitalist countries as consumers are like shared partial responsibility for and complicity within these circuits of hyper exploitation, say in global south sweatshops. Right. Um, But it's an explicit consequence of the sort of model of the, the social connection model that she elaborates that like, yeah, probably the most responsibility for getting rid of sweatshops is, uh, falls on the sweatshop workers. Like that, that's kind of like a, a function of the sort of proximity emphasis and the sort of question of where are you institutionally in terms of like, you know, what is it that you have the, the immediate ability to like, you know, pull levers of power in relation to, but like, Okay, so that's that's true, right? We can now square this with your like social change question. But then like, you know, when these movements for rectifying or transforming conditions so that they're less structurally unjust get off the ground by the people who are oppressed in them, well, like is that also going to face resistance from we comfortable middle-class white people in the academy or not, right? Like, and I think that then we could make an argument for why what she's up to here is trying to convince us to get the fuck out of the way when things like this start happening, right? Like, you know, if, if it's not going to be me, Gil, who gets rid of the sweatshop conditions that produced this shirt, because, you know, I'm, well, I'm depressed and I'm in Chicago, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But I think the Chicago thing is maybe more relevant here. <laughs> maybe but more important. Sure, the depression not, doesn't I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Effectively, it doesn't feel like that's the order of operations. But fair enough, right? But like, but when there's like anti-sweatshop mobilization, right? Like, there's a version of a guy like me that's like, why are these people getting the fucking you know trying to upset the apple cart? And there's a version we need to do a coup. We need to do a coup and put a new, re- more market-friendly regime in place. So yeah, maybe exactly. don't be that guy. Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah. Be that or guy. yeah, exactly. Or there's a version of like you know the relatively comfortable and affluent middle-class academic jargon reader who's like, oh no, that's good that this stuff is happening. Happening, at least don't constitute an objective obstacle in the same mm-hmm. kind of way. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's a satisfying that a very defense minimal to your claim, question. though. Like, so first yeah. of all, when Will yeah, was like, it is. don't worry, you're not liable, but you're responsible. I'm not over <laughs> that That is yet. the point, I think. <laughs> but, I think that is the point. But, yeah. 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 But I guess that's kind of what I was trying to say about like telling the oppressed that they're responsible. Like it might be the case that many of the people who know, who are like made aware of their responsibility are like the most useless people to like get involved in any collective action. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. Like some of these people, they, they know so yeah. much and that, they, and yet they do so little. <laughs> I mean, you know, so yeah, I don't know. I had a different point too, but I, the, my my own uselessness. Now I'm meditating on it. Let's move on. Oh, <laughs> let 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 us not think of ourselves as you know, our our role as podcasters in the global revolution. Yeah, that oh, way boy. lies madness. That way but, lies madness. <laughs> let me tell you, absolutely. Uh, I go okay, down that no, way but every here's morning. a more useful yeah. way of thinking about it. Let's be productive. Um, Great. Let's go. I've been reinterested in the idea of hegemony recently. I've resisted this for many years because I don't <laughs> want to touch that word yes, with a 10-foot pole or Antonio Gramsci or anyone that discusses that man except for LeClown Move, which you can refer back to one of our first episodes. <laughs> See episode three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love a callback. But um, for the more positive version, Stuart Hall. But notice, we haven't done anything since then that talks about Gramsci. But you know, I've been thinking that this concept is is more useful than I have in the past because 
I think that the way that I think about like collective action just has a lot to do with this. Like there are many different kinds of collective action that are possible. And what I found myself saying recently is like, who are you? Um, what hegemonic block do you want to be in? Do you want to be doing some shit that's going to like make you hitch your wagon to the bourgeoisie? Or do you want to be on the other side of the road where you hitched your wagon or trailer to labor? And insofar as somebody who understands their responsibility is like, aha, I'm with those people, then like that might be a good thing, you know? But like, I think the kind of the problem mm -hmm. with the way Young thinks is that she is such like a, a militant pluralist that those kinds of claims about hegemony are really impossible, like not impossible, but they're really difficult to make in her mm. framework. Mm -hmm. Like for her, like th those kinds of like drawing lines that I love to do, she really resists them. And so it's difficult <laughs> to say like who the, um, the agents mm. Or the block, like who, what, where do you want to put your foot, you know, on what side of the scale, where should the weight be? Um, and that has to do with the social change question. And I, and it's kind of getting astray from what we read, but that's my own point of view is like, that's kind of what makes her a liberal structural injustice thinker is like, she's like a militant pluralist. Like it could come from no specifying any privileged strategies or people or places. It's just all, all good. Hey, thanks so much for listening. This was just a small sample of the full episode. To listen to it and to access other premium content we're putting out, please subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash philosophy. See you next time.